Alright, so currently I'm get, I'm watching the Knicks getting ran over by the Hawks and Trey Young. Um, it's 82-97, Game 3 at the A. And it seems as though that the Knicks just did not come here to play. Specific, uh, specifically, Julius Randle. Kirk's Goldberry just tweeted out that Julius Randle for the series, not just this game, the series as a total, is 7 of 34 on two-pointers. Not three-pointers, two-pointers. Are you kidding me right now? How the hell are you going to vie for second-team All-NBA and then play this piss-poor in the postseason? If you want that max contract, Julius, you have to play it when it counts. The regular season doesn't mean much. As long as you get into the playoffs, as long as you don't have to play in the play-in tournament, you're good. You're good. But realistically, when you're a playoff team, the regular season stops mattering. And the playoffs start mattering more. And this is where you make your money. You cannot honestly expect... To have the same type of game in the postseason when there's more defense allowed, when teams are doubling you. And the funny thing is that you were doubled in the regular season, but you deadass don't know how to pass anymore in the postseason when you're being doubled. You're taking dumb shots. You're not even hitting the shots that you used to, like that elbow shot. What the fuck is going on? Like, high key, what the fuck is going on? Julius Randle right now is playing like 2019-20 Julius Randle. The Beyblade that we all know and hated, he's playing like that right now. Hell, this entire series boils down to the fact that the Knicks stars right now are not playing like stars, but they're playing like scrubs, and that our bench, when Derrick Rose was on the bench, was actually out playing, offensively speaking, the Hawks' starters. And that our starters are pretty bad right now. Nerlens Noel is getting worked by Clint Capella, as I had previously stated. Freaking R.J. Barrett, I don't know what the heck is good with his three-point shooting, but he's as bad as Julius right now, and we all thought that RJ had that mentality to come back into the postseason and really bring it. But he's getting outplayed by DeAndre Hunter, of all people. The fact that Derrick Rose, the one who just started for Alfred Payton, by the way, which, you know, Alfred Payton's mom is having a blast on Twitter. Go check that out, by the way. Um... Is the only one that actually showed up and came here to play in this game. It's unfathomable. What is going on with Reggie Bullock? He can't shoot threes anymore? How is this team so soft? For a team that... For a fandom that actually loves to... I guess... We love to make fun of the Miami Heat and their struggles right now. About like how all Heat culture is like that. But the fact that we... Deadass made a lot about our own culture, about building a culture, by trying to be more tougher, and you try to be a part of the team. We are not playing like it at all. And it shows. Nate McMillan is running circles around Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau literally had to wait for a game-time decision in the playoffs, not even before the playoffs, to switch up his starting point guard. 
And then maybe he didn't even want to do that because of the fact that Derrick Rose might actually be better with the bench because realistically, we do not have a starting caliber point guard. And so when we don't have a starting caliber point guard, that essentially means that our bench is better offensively, which did give us a leg up on the Hawks because their bench isn't that great offensively. And so when you promote Derrick Rose to being the starter, it hurts our bench. And so our bench can't even keep up with the Hawks. And if Derrick Rose is the only one that's actually playing well amongst our starters, well, you get shit cakes, y'all. You get shit cakes. And we're getting the shit kicked out of us right now. And it's insane because Reggie Bullock had the audacity. The audacity to tweet out, oh, back in the A, we with the shits. Bro, you are shitting the bed right now. What the fuck is going on? This is insane. This this is a playoff meltdown. And I get it. The postseason is not for everyone. Paul George, realistically, he, he's a shell of his former self. You know, before, like he, he ever since he got that injury, he's not the same. And now everyone makes fun of him because of it. And RJ is young, you know, he'll learn from this experience. But Julius Randle is the one that I am most disappointed at. You are used to making elbow shots. You are used to making passes at a double team. You are definitely, definitely more capable than what you are showing. And the fact that you are shooting freaking 7 of 34 on two-pointers in this entire series, you are not worth that max contract. You are not worth that MIP award that you just won. Because the regular season, it's just that. It's the regular season. You know, this is the playoffs, man. You have to play better than this. You are not the number one option that you thought you was. And if that is the case, if you if you want to prove everyone wrong, by all means, you have to play better than this. But the fact that you look like a scared puppy out there, it this you can't do that. It's the playoffs. You have to be tough. Trey, the fact that Trey, who's in his third year, who's taking all this in stride, is playing better than you are right now, it shows the fact that, A, that you, Julius, who is vying for a second-team All-NBA spot, you are just not the same caliber of player as Trey Young is. And I'm sorry to say that to all, to all the Knicks fans who really believe that he's better than Trey Young. But um, it's facts. You know, Julius Randle to me is on a Pascal Siakam level, which is fantastic because we were rebuilding last year. But he was not a number one option from what I'm looking at. I, I like, he he's playing so shook right now. I can't. I can't. He's making the dumbest mistakes. He's missing shots he's supposed to take. He's honest. His three-point shooting has regressed amongst his two-pointers. And our defense overall is just tanking. I don't understand why. What is going on? I I know we overshot our projections. I expected a better fight out of us. I really expected better of us. You know, it's 87-102 with almost three minutes down to the fourth. And, you know, you see Julius trying to tell RJ, like, oh, why aren't you rotating on that? Bro, you are supposed to be the leader. You know, you can't get mad at your teammates. That's unacceptable. 
RJ is a sophomore. He might be the future of this team, but you are currently the leader. This is not what you do. And it's kind of honestly made me sour on Julius a little bit. Because Trey seems as though he's he's the guy that can carry. He's the guy that can actually lead his team. And it's disappointing that Julius seems as though he's that kind of guy that he he can't lead. He he can be that guy that's can put up points in the regular season. He can he he can do well in the regular season, but is he really a leader? You gotta really think about that. Let's not forget about Tom Thibodeau, who was a Coach of the Year candidate. <clears throat> and honestly speaking, from what I'm looking at his decisions, I he does have a lot to work with, if we're going to be honest, but we are the fourth seed. And with that into consideration, you know, I will cut him a little bit of slack, but why are we not playing Frank more? Why are we not playing Obi Toppin a little bit more, who's shown to be capable in the playoffs? Why are we just playing the same five guys, well, same seven guys and ignoring the guys who might actually have a better impact than the guys that we currently have out there? I, if he's using to- Toppin right now to close out the game with less than a minute, what's the point? You know, I I just don't get it. It's the same reason why I've criticized him for putting in Frank when he was so cold out there by barely playing him, but only putting him in the last possession of that first game. Meanwhile, you have freaking. Tom Thibodeau putting Toppin right now at the end of at the end of this game for what reason? He hardly played him this entire game. There's like no point except just for quote unquote experience. Toppin played well last season, last game, and he probably is was the spark that actually led us to the comeback that we were on. And yet he just never played him. You could try Julius at the five. I think that's an experiment that could work. And then put Toppin at the four and see where that goes. But Tibbs is just so damn stubborn that, you know, it's infuriating. And this is this is possibly the like one of the reasons why, you know, he he was out of the league because of his stubbornness. Um, but I just Tibbs needs to be less stubborn. And if we're going to be honest, a lot of this is on Tibbs. I, like I said, I would give him a little bit of slack, but the fact that he didn't switch to Derrick Rose to the starting lineup hurts us. But the fact that he's unwilling to add in more of the rookies or maybe like even play Frank more, maybe even Knox. Knox is shown to be a capable three-point shooter, and when our shots are not going down, he refuses to play Knox. I would rather give... Knox a little bit of a chance, especially if we need it, then not at all. And then put in Frank and plug and play situation instead of just using him in like a situational quote unquote role. Tibbs just does not like to experiment and it's aggravating because we've seen this type of thing from coaches so many times. Remember, like last season, everyone criticized Mike Budenholzer who refused to experiment, refused to play his guys a lot during the playoffs. 
And now look at him this season. He's he's adapting. He's playing Giannis more while also having Drew and Chris Middleton up there for a good amount of times as well. He's playing his stars more. He's letting Brooke Lopez not be in the uh, drop. He's not letting him drop be in the drop coverage, but also just letting him be in the dunker's position and just get them rebounds and you know, do what Brooke Lopez does a lot more instead of just always being out on the perimeter. He's learned to adapt, and Tibbs still needs to learn that. It seems as though it's just, he's too stubborn, and it's infuriating. Just seeing it in a postseason, you could deal with it in the regular season because we were winning, but when games matter a lot, especially in high-state games like the playoffs, it's infuriating. This... That's all I can really say. It's extremely infuriating. So, the Knicks just lost to the Hawks. Um, you guys can look at the final score if you want, because I'm just really pissed off about it. But Julius Randle in this entire Hawks series goes down to Game 1, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 26% field goal percentage, 33%, 30-point percentage. Then you got Game 2. 15 points, 12 rebounds again, 31% field goal percentage, and then 28% three-point percentage. Then you have tonight's game, which was 14 points, 11 rebounds, 13% field goal percentage, and then a whopping 28% three-point percentage. Man. Whoever thought this dude was a max contract player, this is the reason why I've repeatedly stated on Twitter that maybe we should just pump the brakes a little upon like Julius gain the max. I'm not sure if Julius deserves the max based on his postseason play. Because giving a max to giving a max is um it's a tricky thing because yeah, a player might quote-unquote deserve it based on regular season play, but the postseason is where it counts, you know? There, like, a few players really make their money. You know, a lot of players actually make their money on the postseason, but a few players actually prove that they're worth that contract. Currently, Tobias Harris is really showing why he earned that contract with Doc Rivers being back on his team. He's He's fantastic for the Clippers right now. I mean, not the Clippers. The Sixers right now, and um, then you have guys who are, who's like Luke Kennard, who is on the Clippers, and uh, you've got 64 million, which isn't a max, but it is unusually high for a role player. Um, but, you know, the Hawks spent like 80 million on role players. They got Bogdanovich, they got Rondo, who they traded for they got Lou Williams now, and then they have they have Clint Capella. You know, they got that in a trade, but that was still a good pickup on them. And I, Gallinari as well, but Trey Young is a difference maker in this series. Um, and me saying those Julius Randle stats, it goes to show that having a to me, at least, having a great point guard changes the entire, entire mood of the game. We're seeing it with the Hawks. We're, we're seeing it with the Mavs. 
We're even seeing it with the Grizzlies with John Moran going off. Kudos to him, by the way. 73 points in his first two playoff games. Man, that's insane. You know, we've seen it with Steph Curry. We, we've seen it a little bit with Dame as well. Point guards kind of run the league. Or at least, like, great point forwards also run the league. And, man, the Knicks just don't have that at all. And you would think Julius Randle would, you know, focus on his playmaking if he's not scoring. That's the least he could do, right? But he hasn't done that well at all. And I'm I'm just so baffled by it. I really am. I know Schwinney's going to go off on it later on his pod and spaces most likely, but I just cannot believe all this, you know? RJ, he's young. I'll, I'll bet on him to improve and learn from this entire experience and maybe come back in game four better. But, you know, Randall, he's been in the league for a good amount of time now. And I get it, it's his first postseason, and he thinks he's the number one option, but the fact that he's playing like this, it just shows to me that he is a second or even third option on a true championship contending team. He is a Siakam tier. He is most likely second and third option, and I do not believe he's worth a full max. I know this might be an overreaction to so many people right now, but, and I keep saying it, he's not worth the max now, but it is what it is, man. Like, aside from Reggie Bullock just not shooting well at all, he's done well the entire regular season, but the playoffs are kind of unraveling our team. It's showing that what we really were underneath all those regular season wins. You know, and we and let's be honest, guys. We did get lucky a lot of times. Especially, you know, what like the Bucks during that nine-game win streak, they sat, like, a lot, all their stars, and we got the win. Then somehow Tanasis onto the Koopa almost dunked on us, but that's a whole other thing. But, you know, he played, like, very well against... The Hawks, who, by the way, if, if you guys are going to mention that entire regular season record versus the Hawks, Lloyd Pierce was their coach for two out of three games. And then in the third game, right when Clint Capella and Trey Young were tearing us up, they both got injured. Trey was out the game, and we managed to win that. You know, we had a lot of lucky breaks this regular season, guys. We overshot everything. You know, regardless if this is like an L of a series for us. We overshot everything. And right now we're being exposed in the postseason. And really just sh being shown what we lack. And I think what we truly lack is experience and an elite point guard that could keep us focused. A leader, really. And I'm sorry to say, but I don't think Julius Randle's truly our leader. And I'm not sure if RJ will be our leader in the future, but I have hope in RJ. But Julius, I don't think he's going to be like our leader leader. <laughs> 
if that makes sense. But uh, it's we we gotta we gotta play better for game four. We need to win game four. Everyone knows how it is, but Emmanuel quickly needs to play less hesitantly. Obi Toppin needs to play more in general, in my opinion. Um, Tibbs needs to experiment with his lineups. We need to start attacking Trey on defense. Reggie Bullock needs to actually shoot the damn ball and make it go in, but that's, you know. Frank should play way more, but Tibbs is stubborn again. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm with y'all. I'm, I'm tired, but... You know, I'm not entirely sad, but I think we're just unraveling as a team. We're coming to grips with reality of what we were. And I think that's okay for what this season was. Let me know what y'all think. But this is Bench, and I'm out. Peace, y'all.